0: The Author Roundtable is sponsored by Reader House Online Bookstore, where the independent new authors come first. There's a warrior's heart in every one of us. And author Kim Rice-Smith reflects on this in her new devotional, Heart of a Warrior, Faith for His Boots on the Ground. I'm speaking with Kim right now here at the Reader House Author Roundtable. Kim, thank you so much for being here with me tonight.
1: Thank you, Corey. I'm glad to be with you.
0: Can you tell me about Heart of a Warrior, your new year-long devotional?
1: Sure, I will. It is actually the second in a series, Heart of a Warrior. They're sort of companion books for a daily blog series and podcast that I have. And a lot of the readers wanted something that they could give to people that didn't have Facebook, didn't have internet access. So it developed into this book, but it's it's a 52-week sort of thing to get you through the year. It has spaces for journaling and sketching scriptures, a challenge for the week that maybe will help you grow closer to Christ than you were today, which is the goal, right? Mm. <laughs> so, And Boots for the Ground is a little bit different than the first book, Faith for the Journey, because it includes images from award-winning military combat photographer and videographer Kachanye. Mm. And the images that he has tell as much of a story as any of my written entries. So the, the book is large and colorful and designed to really highlight that photography as well.
0: Mm. Obviously, you're using the warrior as the center of your series. Can you tell us what it is about the warrior, how you use that in your devotionals?
1: Sure, because the heart of a warrior, I know a lot of people think, oh, that means, you know, she's the heart of a warrior, but well, that's not it. It's not about me at all. Hmm. When you look at the blog or anything, you'll see that you really don't even find me there. We all are warriors, right? We Every day, we all strap on the armor of God, and we get up, and we all, we all fight battles every day for our families, our children, our schools, our communities. So, the warrior is anybody who reads either the blog or hears the podcast or picks up one of the books and it speaks to them and God speaks to them as something that's there. It's really about anybody and everyone, not about me.
0: Are you talking about the series? Are you working on a follow up to this? Do you have a plan for how long the series <laughs> is going to go out?
1: <laughs> well, the blog will keep going. I will never stop writing again. I stopped writing for about a decade and. And I started again. And so I will never stop writing again. So the blog will continue. I'm I really enjoying doing it. It's doing well. And I get a lot of encouragement from it. So, and it helps me grow my faith. People help me as much as I help them on those things. So I'm um, will continue. I don't know that there'll be another book in this style. I am writing another book, but it is not one of the Heart of a Warrior series ones. So I don't know. We'll see.
0: Writing a blog, you have to come up with a lot of ideas and have a lot of things to talk about. A lot of people have trouble with that. Coming up with, what do I write about? And you're obviously, you don't have a problem with that. So how do you keep the ideas flowing?
1: I always joke with people that everything you need to know about me, I'm an open book. I literally am an open book. Hmm. I try to write every day I get up, I do my devotion, I pray, and I write about whatever is on my heart right then. Sometimes it's something will happen during the day that will trigger it. And I'll put a note in, you know, my notes and go back and write it later. But I just kind of pray and follow where God leads me. And it's been really interesting. I will post something or I'll write a blog. Like this book has 52 blogs. It has the reader favorites in it that are no longer out for the world to see. And they're not necessarily my favorites. They're the ones that spoke to people, that people reacted to, that people got something from. And that's why they're included in the book. But it's really just about life. And, and it's not just about the good parts of life. I mean, the good, bad, and the ugly of trying to live a life of faith is out there. When I mess it up, like I do on a regular basis, it's in there as well. Because I don't want anybody to think you have to be perfect to be faithful. Mm. You know, having faith is actually the opposite of that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that he's going to love us anyway. <laughs> I find stuff to write about. Sometimes it's interesting to people and sometimes it isn't. But I just keep writing every day.
0: I like what you had to say about people buying this because they want to give it away. They want to gift yeah. it to other people. And there's nothing like having a physical copy of the book out there to hand out and to, to have up on your shelf to be able to reach up and refer to when you want. So can you tell me, after all this work, you've been blogging for so long and, and it takes a lot of work to get a book together and get that ready for publishing. So after all of that, getting that first physical copy in your hands, uh, what sort of emotions and thoughts run through you at that point?
1: I have- I will say I had an emotional meltdown with the first one, Faith of the Journey, because I had quit writing, taking, my mother had Alzheimer's. And Mm. so that was like a long goodbye, you know, and I I was too painful to write in that moment when it was happening. And um, that was part of the decade that I didn't write. So when she passed, somebody sent me a book from Leanna League, Begin Again. And I, and I read the book and I sat down that night and I started writing and I haven't stopped since. And so when I got that book, the first thing I could think of was, man, I wish my mom was here, Mm. (laughs) you know? Now, with this one, this one, I just feel very, I don't know, almost overwhelmed when I got the copy of Beats on the Ground because Khachan has done several tours in Afghanistan. And the images, his photography, looking at the blogs, it's interesting because the pictures that are in this book are all from him. So they're different than the ones that actually appeared when I put them in the blog. Hmm. It's interesting because you look at it one way when there's one photograph attached, you read the blog and you take something away from it. But when there's a different photograph attached, it tells a whole different story.
0: Wow. Isn't that interesting?
1: It is. It it really is. So I was sort of overwhelmed at how God used both of us to make this book happen.
0: Do you have any words of wisdom? Now, having gone through the publishing process a couple times and, and just being a very prolific writer, do you have any words of wisdom for aspiring authors that want to publish their first book?
1: just to keep writing. I mean, you heard me mention earlier that I th- I mean, I have been writing my whole life and my second grade teacher told me you're going to be a writer, hmm. but yet I pulled away from it so many different times in my life and stopped. And then I would always come back and know that that was what God wanted me to do, but still would still be pulled away by life hmm. and the things life throws at you. So I would tell somebody when, when you know, that's what your soul is, you know, that's what you're being called to do. Just do it step out on faith and know that he's going to get you where you need to go for his glory. And you just got to ride and go with it and never, never stop because that was, I mean, it was a mistake I made. So don't do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Great advice. Kim, thanks again for writing this book and for having your heart to reach out and help people. The name of the book is Heart of a Warrior, Faith for His Boots on the Ground. This is a 52-week devotional by Kim Rice-Smith published by Christian Faith Publishing. You can buy it everywhere that you pick up your reading material, on Amazon and Barnes & Noble and iTunes and down the street at your local bookshop, too. Now, Kim, thanks again for coming on the show, talking with me here tonight. I had a wonderful time chatting and finding out about this series.
1: Thank you, Corey.
0: When life's hard, if you don't give up, you could experience the extraordinary kind of change we see in the life of author Covell Johnson. He's written about it in his new book, My Life of Change, Speaking the creative word. I'm speaking with Covell right now here at the Reader House Author Roundtable. Covell, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. Your life story is truly extraordinary, and that's what you're writing here. Could you tell us about your book? Well, my book is about my life
2: of growing up and not giving up when things get hard or out of balance in your life. My background comes from. Having a mother and father who carried us to church and, you know, wanted us to know what God, who God is and what he can do in your life if you just believe in what the word says about how he goes about to help you in your life through prayer.
0: What inspired you to go back and dig through all these memories and your personal story and then write it and tell it to the world?
2: Well, I went through a challenge of health problems in my life when I thought I was eating healthy, lifting weights, getting ready for my first fitness contest. Hmm. I was getting ready for one day. I was in the gym and I had this pop, a burning sensation go across my chest and I dropped the weights on my chest. Hmm. The guys saw me and they ran over and picked it up off of me because they thought it crushed my chest. Yeah, It was bench pressing. So that was the beginning of me saying like something is wrong in my life, something I'm not doing correctly. And things started downspiring after that. Mm.
0: So have you ever done anything like this before when it comes to writing or publishing? No, I read a
2: lot of books from and Pastor Miles and Monroe, T.D. Jakes, and a couple of other authors that I do like. They challenge me to see things differently about life and about God and how to go about to live your life and to help others. And so this book came about by, I would say, me going through the challenges of getting my body write and my spirit write with God. Hmm. About how long did it take you to write? It took me one year to write. I was so sick at that time I couldn't work, so I had a lot of time. Hmm. I started reading other people's books, and all of a sudden I said I wanted to write my own book, and that's what I started doing. I just started writing my own book. as asked the Lord to help me to pen things that will help other people. And this is how it took. It took about a year to write. Mm.
0: That's great that it was reading that lit that fire to get yeah. writing. And I, I hear that a lot. And, and I think the best way that you can be a better writer, whether it's getting ideas or just getting better at the craft of writing, is just to read more.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you have to stimulate your mind. You have to challenge yourself every day.
0: And if you don't exercise that muscle, then what happens? The muscle shrinks. Yes. So now going through this process, writing your first book and getting it out there and doing the editing and the whole publishing process. Do you have advice for someone who's looking to also do this for the first time?
2: Follow your dream. Don't let challenges hold you back in your life. Challenge yourself. Push yourself. Because we, as people, we give up. When challenges come, some people do. But if you have it in you, that dream, that desire to do other things with your life and to help other people, that should inspire you even more Mm. when the challenges come.
0: And it's a great metaphor for writing a book as well, because writing a book takes so much patience. It's not always fun. (laughs) It gets hard a lot of the time. And again, just like you said, don't give up. Hang in there. Keep going no matter what.
2: No matter what. No matter what happens. It's just like if you want to start a business online or you want to open up a store or you just want to give your time. You have to have that desire in you to do that. Hmm. And some people don't know they have it in them until you try it. You got to step out in faith. And if you don't step out in faith, nothing comes.
0: And Covell, I really admire your heart for using the things you've gone through, the things you've learned to reach out and help others. Do you plan on continuing to do this, maybe writing some more books?
2: Starting to put things together for my second book. Hmm. I'm being inspired again. I'm asking the Lord to help me to pen this second book again. So, yes, I'm, I'm writing another one.
0: Yeah. When you write a book, it can be a lonely experience. It's you and the paper, or it's you and the computer, but often you're just alone most of the time working on it. So often it is so much easier. It's just good to have some support behind you. Did you have people who were there for your support, maybe some encouragement, motivation while you were writing this? My parents,
2: my family, my wife, she's been an inspiration and, and a help to me and uh, challenge me to keep doing what I've been doing. It's been a family ordeal. Yeah, it's been family.
0: Well, hmm. okay, you're truly living out your advice in the book. Don't give up. Keep going. That's what you're doing, and it's working out for you. And thank you so much for relaying that to the readers and to the rest of the world that, hey, this is what changed my life, so check it out. It might just change yours. Again, the book is called My Life of Change, Speaking the Creative Word written by Covell Johnson, published by Fulton Books. You can find it everywhere you shop for your reading material, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, Google Play, and your traditional brick-and-mortar stores, too. Covell, thanks again for coming on the show. I had a great time learning about the book and and meeting you.
2: Thank you, and thanks, Fulton Books, for publishing my book. Y'all been a great, and y'all have been doing a great job, and thank you very much, and you will definitely be publishing my second one.
0: Adventures from the Edge is the new book that's out right now by Carol Vance Edwards. And I'm talking with Carol right now at the Reader House Author Roundtable. Carol, thank you so much for being here.
3: It's my pleasure,
0: Corey. Now, you have a subtitle to the book, and it sums it up really, really well. So could you do me a favor, if you don't mind, and tell our listeners the subtitle to your book, and then could you tell us more about what readers can expect?
3: I'd love to. I think the subtitle does tell it all. The subtitle is How a Quintessential Wife and Mother Morphed into a Free and Independent Warrior Marching Through Life with Awe and Wonder.
0: Absolutely perfect subtitle. So, what can readers expect?
3: Well, it's really How to Make Lemonade Out of Lemons. Hmm. <laughs> When my uh, 28 years of married life fell apart, I set out to create a new life for myself. And the book outlines the adventures I had along the way, turning that part of my life into a complete positive experience.
0: Now, obviously, wives and mothers are going to be interested in reading this. uh, But did you have a broader target audience in mind?
3: Well, I've had several gentlemen read the book with great fascination. I'm signing the books. It's an Indiana Jones for girls of all ages. Hmm. Wow, <laughs> I love it. But it is also appealing to everyone because it's a book about traveling vicariously.
0: Hmm. Oh, what a great message. About how long were you working on this?
3: It took me, oh, about a year, I think.
0: Hmm. Was it an easy thing for you to write or were there challenges along the way?
3: It was delightful. Hmm. I kept telling my husband these stories, and he kept saying, Now, is that written down somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> and I, of course, had not done that. And finally, I thought, This has got to be documented, even if it was just for my family and my grandchildren. Mm. So I sat down and started to recall the adventures that I had had. And it was like living them all over oh, again, wow. it was a delightful right.
0: Have you written before, or is this your first time?
3: I wrote cookbooks on the preparation of Wild Game. Oh, wow. So I I do have some writing experience, yeah.
0: Yeah, and this one's a little different than a cookbook. Uh, Was that a challenge for you, sort of switching genres, switching styles?
3: No, because I had such a good time Mm. recalling all my adventures. It was a delightful period in my life, and I do like a chapter a day. And then my husband would have to read them, chapter by chapter,
0: of course. (laughs) Was he your editor then?
3: We both had a good time with it.
0: So do you have advice now for someone that's looking to publish their first book and put in all that work? Because there's a lot of work there. Do you have any advice?
3: Just do it. Sit down and do it. If you really have a story to tell, it will flow out. I hearken back to Michelangelo looking at a piece of marble and seeing something in it susa hearing the music in his head and having to write it down if you have a good story and you can't wait to tell it it will flow
0: so you had a great time writing this one do you have more stories to tell are you thinking maybe about a possibility of a new one
3: well i left out several not intentionally but i just didn't think about them when i was doing the book i'm in my 80s now And I'm not going on any more adventures.
0: Uh, Well, never say never. You never know when that inspirational hit and said, wow, i got to get this one out here, too. (laughs) Well, that's fantastic. We appreciate that you are putting your work out there. And it sounds like you had a great time. I did. Have you ever experienced that time when it was a little tougher? Like things maybe you didn't know where to go next. You didn't have that idea. Was there ever anything like that? Or was it just all flowing out? Not with this book, because it's all true.
3: And it was all things that I had actually done. So recalling them was almost like living them over again. So, no, I didn't have any writer's block at all. It was like I was sitting here telling you a story. Mm. And I'm a storyteller, so it came out in the book.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. (laughs) And I can tell you have a passion for telling stories and for sharing your experiences and hopefully helping others with what you've gone through and the wisdom you've gained.
3: I do. I do. It's an inspirational book, really. Showing people that you can rise above anything and persevere and come out absolutely delightful.
0: (laughs) And you are absolutely delightful yourself, Carol. Thank you so much for putting such a wonderful message out there for the world. Again, the book is called Adventures from the Edge. How a quintessential wife and mother morphed into a free and independent warrior, marching through life with awe and wonder. This is written by Carol Vance Edwards, published by Fulton Books. You can buy it everywhere that you shop for your reading material. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, Google Play, and your local bookshop down the street as well. Well, Carol, wow, well, thanks again for being on the show. I had a great time speaking with you and learning about your book.
3: Thank you. It was a delightful talking to you, Corey.
0: As humans, we all struggle with afflictions at some point in our journey. Author George Asante Owusu implores readers to turn to Christ, to find true relief and prosperity in his new book, By His Stripes, Divine Approach to Good Health and Success. I'm talking with George right now. George, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thank you very much. Can you tell me what you've written about in By His Stripes?
4: His Stripes is basically talking about a divine approach to help people enjoy good health and success. Basically, the book is treating Afflictions as diseases affecting the body, the soul, or the spirit. And in the book, readers are exposed to divine prescriptions that will help them with
0: disease. About how long did it take you to write this? It took me three years to write this book. And what inspired you to write about this? In some part of my life, I had
4: serious afflictions in terms of illness. I fell ill for about 10 years before, Hmm. and during those periods. I was moving from one hospital to another. At the same time, I was praying a lot, asking others to also pray with me. Along the line, I believed I had a touch of the Lord because I had some dream and I saw three personalities performing surgery on me. Afterwards, I got healed. And that is how I got inspired to write a book about healing and prosperity.
0: That's a great story. So have you written before or is this your first book?
2: Okay,
4: outside academia, this is my first book.
0: Congratulations. It's such a big deal to get one published, to get it out Thank there. Thank you very much. Such a lot of work, too. <laughs> yes. When you got that first physical book in your hands, what was the feeling that you were experiencing?
4: <laughs> in fact, I was very, very excited. Mm. I remember staring at the back cover of the book and turning it over and over. I was just falling in love with the book for a long time. Then I began to open the book and flip through the pages to see how the pages also looked like. I wanted to be sure if they were as I wanted. In fact, they were. It was joy throughout the day. I remember putting the book by myself on my bed throughout the day <laughs> and even throughout the night. I was just full so with joy, seeing the book coming
0: to life. Wow. Oh, that's so wonderful to hear. It's It's truly a rewarding experience, especially after putting in all that work and all that time to see something that you created in oh, your hands.
4: Exactly. <laughs> very, very rewarding.
0: So what advice would you have now for aspiring authors who are looking to get their first book out there?
4: Well, my simple advice to aspiring authors is that they shouldn't give up. Hmm. It is true that it can be very challenging, it's very demanding writing a book, especially if it's your first time. But the hard work you put in will pay off one day. And it will surprise them to know that one day they'll be the people, they'll be the ones advising others, just as I'm doing now. So they should just keep on doing the hard work they are doing. They should focus on the book that they want to produce. And by God's grace, one day they will have it published.
0: Did you have a person, uh, maybe more than one person in your life, during the time you were writing this, who was inspirational, who was encouraging, really backed you up on this? Was there somebody like that in your life?
4: Yes, that would be my wife. Hmm. She She knows about my condition. So when I started writing about the book, she really knew that it would be a blessing to other people because it talks about the healing of God. Mm. And then when I started writing this book, she was almost all the time on my neck. She would be asking me how far I'm going on with the book. So I think she did help me a lot while writing this book. She really encouraged me. There were other people too, but she, because she was closer to me, she was almost all the time encouraging me to keep writing it.
0: Oh, that's wonderful.
4: And I thank God for her life.
0: So do you see yourself maybe writing some more, getting more books published in the future?
4: I thought to write more books. I have about five topics I'm working on right now. Oh, wow. And I'm doing it gradually. So I'm hoping that by God's grace, you know, things will still be put together, not in a rush, but as grace gives me, I, I write something down. And one day, when one gets ready, I'll bring that one to out.
0: Now, a lot of times writing is easy. There's a lot of joy getting that pen down on paper or, or typing it out on the keyboard. And But it, it's not always fun. There are some hard times. Sometimes it's harder to come up with the ideas. Mm-hmm. It's just not flowing as well. Do you have a strategy for sort of getting yourself through those speed bumps that you hit?
4: I think it will depend on the topic one is dealing with. For me, especially regarding this particular book that I you are talking about, hmm. I personally believe that it is great because my personal life is connected to it. So. When I get a time to thank God and pray and wait on the Lord for some time, by God's grace, I get inspired by the Holy Ghost. Not immediately, sometimes, but it can take like two months or three months, then I'll get some inspiration. There are times that immediately after waiting on the Lord, I get some inspiration. The moment I, I get inspired, I quickly will want to write it down or just go to the laptop and type something. And after I type the inspired words, I will also take time to research the Bible and other resources that have some connection with the inspiration I have received. Then pray for that sometimes for wisdom to write. It's really a hard thing, but I was not in a rush, and I think that's why it took like seven years for me to write this book. Mm. But always, I try my best to just depend on God for the inspiration to write the book.
0: The name of the book is By His Stripes, Divine Approach to Good Health and Success. It was written by George Asante Owusu and published by Christian Faith Publishing. You can find it everywhere you shop for books, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and down the street at your local bookshop, too. Well, George, thanks again for joining me here today. I had a wonderful time meeting you and finding out about By His Stripes.
4: Thank you very much
0: for your time, too. The Christian experience of justification, sanctification, and glorification are explored through the life of a remarkable woman in the Bible, in the book, Mary of Bethany. It's a new book by Vanessa Collier, and I'm speaking with Vanessa here right now. Vanessa, thank you so much for being here with me tonight.
5: Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for the opportunity to talk about the book.
0: I'm very happy to have you here. Could you tell me all about Mary of Bethany?
5: Sure, this is the story of Mary Magdalene, and she starts out as a young girl in Bethany. It shows how through tragedy and trauma, she lost her way then through a series of events she became very desperate the book talks a lot about how trauma can impact a person's life through the vision of a narrative of one person's experience Mm -hmm. and then in about the center of the book she meets jesus and everything changes at that point one by one the pieces of her life that have been broken, he helps her piece it back together. And it's a beautiful story of redemption. And finally, how he resolves even life's greatest mystery of death and resurrection.
0: It is amazing when you look in the Bible, how many stories are metaphors for the Christian experience in general. And and Mary Magdalene, You know, you found a really good one here. What inspired you to write this?
5: Several years ago, I was working as a pastor, a camp pastor for children who are teenagers that were from the inner city. And I thought, how can I connect with these kids in a way that's going to keep them engaged while we are at the camp? Because I had to do a series of like seven sermons for the seven days that they were in camp. I decided to dress as Mary Magdalene and tell her story each night hmm. at the camp. And that had a tremendous response from the kids that were at the camp. And that was the beginning of the story. And I decided, you know, I need to, I need to write this down and share this with others.
0: Hmm. Have you ever done anything like this before, writing and, and publishing?
5: No. I've been a writer since I was a child, various little things or poetry or short stories. But this is my first attempt to tell such a complex story. And it was really just a labor
0: of love. Hmm. Was the experience an easy one for you? The writing fun and everything? Or were there stops and starts and little speed bumps you hit?
5: Well, interestingly enough, the bones of the story, the meat of the story, I kind of cranked out in like six months, Hmm. because it was such a, a moving story. But then after that, there was the ins and outs of filling in the details and developing the characters. And so that took quite a bit of time. But the framework of the story was from that experience that I had at the camp.
0: There's so much work that goes into publishing a book, you know, not to mention the whole editing and figuring out how, it, how it's going to physically look. How is all that for you when it, when it came to editing the thing and, and picking out, you know, how is this thing going to look when it hits shelves?
5: The cover was actually something that I had in my mind very early on. The cover is a picture, a close-up picture of her face with the cross in her eye. For me, it represents how when we keep the cross in our vision, that no matter what it is that we're going through, we can bear it knowing that we have hope in Christ.
0: That's great to hear. I don't think a lot of people really understand how much thought can go into something as seemingly simple as a book cover. Mm -hmm. But there is a lot, and there's a lot to read into in yours, and I can really appreciate people that put that kind of time and thought into making a very meaningful cover. It's very, very important. You know, throughout the whole process you've gone through, do you have any words of wisdom for aspiring authors who are looking to go down that path for the first time?
5: Yes, edit as you go. Hmm. That was probably the most laborious part of this experience. And when I was in grad school, I learned that when you're writing a paper, read it out loud, and that will help you with syntax. But when I was writing this story, I did not do that. And I wish I had, because I think it would have made the editing process so much easier if I had done it as I went along.
0: That's great advice. I've heard that a lot. From authors saying the best way is just read it out loud. And if it sounds good when you're reading it, then it's going to sound good in people's heads when they are mm-hmm. reading it. So that's fantastic advice. So are you thinking of maybe writing some more, maybe getting more books out there?
5: I am. I've actually started on another book and um, working through some of the framework of that. And hopefully I can have that done in maybe a year or so. Mm-hmm.
0: Fantastic. Did you have anybody who was behind you for motivation and encouragement and support while you were writing?
5: Yes. My daughter, Amber, is someone who has been with me from the very beginning. She was very instrumental helping me edit the book and someone to just run ideas by. So she, again, was very, very inspirational. And my husband actually was very helpful in editing the book as well. Those are probably my two cheerleaders.
0: Wow, that's great to have people that you love there, sort of on your team and backing you up as you go through all the ins and outs of getting a book written and published because it's hard stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you do when the writing isn't fun? Maybe when it gets really hard. Maybe when you're stuck for an idea, you're stuck for a word, or you're just stuck for what you're going to write next. Do you have a strategy for getting out of those ruts?
5: Well, I think for me. Because most of what I write is from a very emotional place, Mm. like putting myself in that person's shoes. So sometimes just walking and imagining being that person and what that would look like, what that would feel like, what that would sound like, and just really being in touch with that and being in a quiet place where I can imagine and Be with the Lord, too, and let him inspire and do the leading.
0: Well, Vanessa's book is called Mary of Bethany. It's published by Christian Faith Publishing, and you can buy it everywhere on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble, iTunes, traditional brick-and-mortar stores as well, written by Vanessa Collier. And Vanessa, thank you so much for joining me again. I had a great time chatting with you here.
5: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: How can we achieve success, and what does the Bible say about it? We'll talk about that right now with author Tochukwu K. McCollum. Welcome to the show, Tochukwu. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Can you tell me about what you've written about here in The 15 Vital Forces of Success, your new book that's out?
6: Thank you. The book basically is to encourage believers and even non-believers who are desirous for success to not just see it and expect God to do all the work, but for us to know what our responsibilities are to ensure that we attain significant success. You know, just like the Newtons' first law of motion in the States, that everything is at a state of inertia until the relevant force is applied. So for us as believers in Christ, success is guaranteed for us based on the prophecies of scriptures. But prophecies must be processed. Otherwise, it will remain a mere proposition. So in this book, I have tried to capture and package these 15 easy-to-comprehend models and designed as the deeds of success, the things that we must do, the habits that we must cultivate, and you know the lifestyle that we must have for us to enjoy significant success like number one we talked about desire number two dream number three the de- decision number four details demand there, direction diligence determination dedication dependence discipline development dealings and finally delivery that is what you must do after you must have acquired these habits then you must put them to work and take your success. So in a nutshell, in a nutshell, that is what the book is all about.
0: How did this book come about? What was your motivation to write it? Well, okay, having been a pastor
6: and um, having also grown in the church, I have seen many believers pray and confess that they are born for success, that God has given them success. But they, when you look at them, they are, they are nowhere near success. Hmm. I just, you know, went on a on a journey to find out why. Also, I'm someone that is also, you know, hungry for success. I want to succeed in whatever I do. And if God has promised us success, then God means it because He means what He says and He says what He means. You know, so I went into the scriptures and also reading some other authors to actually know what God is saying about success. And I discovered that. You know, God on His own part has already done his own, on his, his own. You know, in the back end, He has done His own, but as believers, we have some responsibilities. There are things that we need to do for us to activate that prophecy and for, for, for it to fully materialize. Otherwise, success will remain a daydream, and it will not find full expression if we don't do the things God expects us to do based on the instructions of Scriptures.
0: Have you written before, or is this the first time? Well, I, I, this, this is the second time I'm publishing, but I've been writing. And I write,
6: I have a blog. I also write on social media. But this is, uh, this is the second time I'm publishing. The first book I published was a, a devotional hmm. titled Meditate, Declare, and Progress. And that was in 2018.
0: Do you have plans to continue writing, putting some more books out there?
6: Yes, yes. In fact, I have one in the works right now. I'm putting finishing touches to it, so very soon it will go to press.
0: Hmm. So you've published a couple books now. What would you say to authors who want to publish a book, but they're at that stage of just sort of feeling lost? They're just not quite sure.
6: Well, I would encourage them to take that bold step. You know, sometimes, you know, you, you know, fear could grip you, or you feel that you are inadequate or 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 something like that, but for me, I will encourage aspiring authors to, you know, take a step, even if it means taking a baby step, take that step. And if you also get, uh, you know, good publishers and who will guide you through, I think at the end of the day, you'll be happier than you did, you know, because um, it's been longer that I've wanted to publish. In fact, the first manuscript that I sent to Christian faith publishers, you know, my publishers, I have not published it yet. It's, it's a poem. Mm. It's a collection of poems. I still have that one to be, to be published. But when this revelation came, I had to hold on, on that one to complete this. And now that I'm done with this one, I will also reconsider publishing the poems and the one that I'm writing right now. I also have other books that I've lined up to write because I think I have that gift. I also have a very good background in literature mm. in my high school days, which has greatly helped me in no small measure in, in my writing mm. career.
0: Mm. Well, Tochukwu, thank you for joining me here today. The name of the book is The 15 Vital Forces of Success, written by Tochuku Kamakolam. It's published by Christian Faith Publishing, and you can buy it everywhere that you shop for your reading material, on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and traditional brick-and-mortar stores as well. Tochukwu, thank you again for joining me. I had a great time chatting with you here tonight and finding out about the 15 vital forces of success.
6: Thank you, Colin. It's a pleasure to to you.
0: How could some of the darkest times in our lives actually be the most rewarding? I'll be talking with author Ashley Lynn Holmes about this and her new book, The Gift of Suffering. Ashley, thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you. Can you tell me what you've written about here in The Gift of Suffering?
7: Well, my premise is that suffering is not necessarily a bad thing, that God actually can use it as a gift. And once you get through suffering, you can use your gift as a ministry and the things that you gain from suffering.
0: And would you say that this book is a resource or a guide or what can readers expect when they open it?
7: I kind of think that it can be both a resource and a guide. It can be kind of a self-help to help you get through tough times, but also can be a guide if you've already been through a lot and you just don't know where you are with God and you just don't, you're kind of lost. Hmm. Then it can help you find ways to minister to other people.
0: When you were writing this, did you have a target group of readers in mind?
7: I actually did not. Mm. When I was writing it, I had no plans of writing a book. So to me, it was really a God thing of writing a book. I never really had plans of being an author. What happened was I was seeing a counselor for some trauma and she read some of my journal entries and she said, Wow, you should really write a book. So I sat down and wrote a book, and I wanted to write like a Bible study, and it ended up being more of a self-help, a guidebook, and I just saw an advertisement on Facebook about Christian Faith Publishing, and so I was like, oh, I'll see what they're about, and I sent in to get a packet, and I sent in my story, and it got approved to be a book.
0: Oh, congratulations on that. Have you written before or is this your first one out there?
7: This is my first time writing this much. I write journals and stuff, but I'll write stuff on Facebook. But yeah, this is my first time ever writing anything as far as for other people to read.
0: How does it feel when you think to yourself, wow, I'm actually a published author now?
7: It's kind of good because now I have that my whole life. I can always say, mm. I'm a published author. <laughs> and it's really funny. My sister, who's the true writer, my sister, my father, they can just insult you and it sounds beautiful when they <laughs> write it down. So growing up, everyone always thought she would have the published book and I would have a doctorate. Well, I have a published book and she's working on her doctorate.
0: <laughs> wow. So
7: it's amazing how that happens. Yeah. Wow. You just don't know.
0: Now, so much of this you're pulling from your own story, your own experiences. So is this difficult to write in that regard?
7: I actually did not write everything down. I know it seems like I did. So the stuff I did write down, I have worked through. The biggest part was with my family. One little paragraph I wrote about my parents, but I showed it to my mom. And she's like, well, it's true. I was like, okay. Hmm. So that was probably the most difficult part, writing about my life. And I actually didn't want to write that part, but I'm like, I have to establish credentials. Hmm. And this is how I know to establish credentials is to tell part of my story. But like I said, everything that's in there is stuff I have worked out before. So it really wasn't that difficult.
0: How long were you working on it?
7: It took me like two months. It really wasn't planned to be published, but it just worked out that way. Hmm. I guess that's how God works sometimes.
0: Hmm, Absolutely. Do you have advice now for aspiring authors?
7: Just trust yourself, trust God, and don't doubt yourself. If you feel compelled to do it, trust yourself, and the worst they can do is say no.
0: You do a lot of journaling, and I think that's a really important practice for writers to get into, to Mm -hmm. freely express your thoughts and really what's on your mind without having to worry about somebody might read this and, Have you been a lifelong writer in that regard? Have you been journaling a lot throughout your life, or is that something more recent?
7: Journaling, especially as a child, I have improved, but I have trouble communicating myself. Hmm. So journaling was the best way to communicate to myself and work through certain emotions I've had, especially because I've had so much trauma in my life. That was how I got through things. If I didn't journal, I don't know where I'd be.
0: So what are the chances that you might write another book?
7: It just depends. If I get good feedback on this book, I may make the effort. I may just continue journaling. I may continue. I also do Bible studies like my own. It's for my own reference where I look up verses and, you know, I'll say, oh, I want to see what the Bible says about joy. So I'll look up verses about joy and then kind of interpret what I see. That also helped me write the book because I already had the verses of suffering right there on my phone. I most certainly have ideas for other books, so it's not an impossibility.
0: Ashley, would you say that there were any people in your life that were especially motivational or encouraging to you as you were journaling and then writing this book?
7: My husband and my twin sister. Mm. My twin sister, we have that twin bond. So everything we've ever been has been together. And we've helped each other. We've, we've also you know, hurt each other just as much as we've helped each other. But through that pain, we worked out. And then my husband, he's a major support, and I couldn't ask for anybody better in my life. That whole story, which would be a, a whole nother book, hmm. is just truly a God story. And I've definitely, since I've met him, have definitely been able to see God in my life.
0: Well, there you go. There's your next book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Ashley, thank you for putting this out there and thank you for using what you've gone through to help others. The name of the book is The Gift of Suffering. It's by Ashley Lynn Holmes, published by Christian Faith Publishing. You can find it everywhere you shop for books, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, iTunes, traditional brick and mortar stores too. Ashley, thank you again for joining me here tonight. I had a great time speaking with you. Thank you. Rekindling joy in the midst of troubling times is at the heart of The Secret in the Clouds, the new book by Ron Sachs and Gay Webster Sachs. Ron's joining me here right now at the Reader House Author Roundtable. Welcome to the show, Ron.
8: Thanks for joining me. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. We're very excited to talk about this book and uh, what we hope it means to America's families.
0: Could you tell me about it, The Secret in the Clouds? It sounds like it's very encouraging.
8: Well, this is the story, uh, while it's fictional, I think it reflects the reality in too many lives in our country during this prolonged pandemic that's extended from 2020 into 2021. Mm. And my wife, who's a licensed mental health counselor, and I decided, let's create some story that helps families with young children deal with loss particularly the amazingly terrible amount of loss that's been suffered through the COVID-19 pandemic. So The Secret in the Clouds is that story about a seven-year-old girl, joyful child, Sunny Albright, who loses a loved one because of the pandemic and how it transforms her life in a bad way and how she recovers with the help of her family, some mental health counseling, and some fictitious figures that kind of bring the story alive. Hmm.
0: Is this a children's book or what sort of audience is this geared toward?
8: Well, we think it is a children's book, but it's also a family book to help children through sadness associated with grief. My wife, again, who was a licensed mental health counselor, lost her own father the day after my wife's 10th birthday. That pain is still fresh for her deep into her life and she knows from being a mental health counselor that children actually needed to be guided through their grief and a lot of folks think that the best way to do that is to not talk with them about it beyond the immediate loss. And that's absolutely diametrically opposed to what people need to do. The story's intended to help foster that conversation in a safe, comfortable, nurturing way among families, particularly those with children who are suffering loss, not just from the pandemic, but from any kind of loss. So this story is kind of hooked to the COVID-19 tragic era of our lives that we're in.
0: It's very current, but it's also sounds very universal. We've all experienced some sort of loss that's caused us grief in our lives. And so I think this is helpful for a very broad audience.
8: Well, the samples of the book that we've given to educators, to mental health counselors, to hospice executives, and to parents and kids, it's been very well received. And our intent here is to hope for the widest possible distribution of it, either in in sales of the hard copy or the e-book. And I, I want your listeners to know that all the proceeds from this book that would be earned by my wife and me as authors are being directly donated to hospice, which certainly helps so many people during that difficult passage from life to passing. And Mm. we're very proud of that reality about the book. So the book's going to help a lot of people who read it, but it's also going to help people who need hospice help.
0: What a wonderful,
8: wonderful cause.
0: So is this your first venture into children's book writing?
8: Well, it is. I've spent my entire life as a communications person. I was a a newsman, a newspaper reporter, radio talk show host, television producer and commentator. I've worked for two governors of Florida as their communications director, but I've owned a 25-year-old public relations, public affairs firm. There, I see how important communicating is to get across ideas to help people with education and counseling. So this book is a little bit of a mental health support for families suffering a loss and helping children through it. It's a little bit of fantasy because there's some magical characters introduced in the book to help the main character, Sonny Albright, through her grief. And it's a little bit of science because in the back of the book, we actually show you some different types of basic clouds there are.
0: Mm. Well, Ron, thank you for reaching out and looking to help people. And again, the proceeds going towards hospice, this is really fantastic. I encourage our listeners to check this out. It's called The Secret in the Clouds. By Ron Sachs and Gay Webster Sachs. It's published by Fulton Books. You can find it everywhere you shop for books at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, Google Play, traditional brick-and-mortar stores as well. Well, Ron, thanks again for stopping by the show here. I had a great time talking.
8: Well, thanks very much. We so much appreciate the help to promote this important book.
0: We hope you enjoyed this edition of the Reader House Author Roundtable, where authors from all walks of life come together to discuss the trials, tribulations, and triumphs of publishing their books. We hope to see you back here every Friday night at 8 p.m. or listen anytime via podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and PodServe, to name just a few. The Author Roundtable is sponsored by Reader House Online Bookstore, where independent new authors come first.